Whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you are producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code Kara. If you don't love solving problems, don't be an entrepreneur. I am unwilling to give up. That I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am so excited to have my next guest here. I, she's I've fangirled over her for years and years and years, and of course, have used her products and have used some of her newest products, too, which I'm, we're going to talk to you a little bit more about it. Uh, but I am really, really excited to introduce you to Susie Batiste, and she is a serial entrepreneur. She is the CEO and uh, CCO of Poopery, as well as Supernatural, and also an incredible company we're going to learn more about called Alive. And what I love about Susie is that she is a radical thinker. And you can see that in the new products and innovations that she's bringing to market and in the natural cleaning space in particular, 
they these products really, really work. This is not uh, a paid endorsement or anything. Like I've tried them, and believe me, I have lots of teenagers around this house, and I'm constantly cleaning around here, and the stuff really works and smells so good. So she's also the author of the book, The Woo of Poo, which is Change Your Life in the Time You Take a You-Know-What, and a self-help guide with outrageous advice and action plans that have guided Susie and her team. And it's such a good book. I read it a while ago. Um, She's such a true inspiration and has experienced her share of life's challenges, but she gets back up, finds that inner strength, and keeps going and building. And so I'm so excited to have you here today, Susie. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm fangirling too. I said that for years, everybody's like, you've got to meet Kara. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> so oh, I, I love it. When I, I love it. I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> well, one day we're going to get together in person. But for now, I've got you on my audio here on the podcast. So tell me a little bit about you growing up. To, like, who was little Susie? Oh gosh, little Susie. Um, depends on which version of the story you want to hear, but basically I grew up in a pretty chaotic household. You know, my dad was a bipolar alcoholic. My mother's addicted to pain pills. My first memory was cooking for my parents at four years old. So I grew up, you know, and then, you know, I was my mother, my parents got divorced when I was 10, which I was excited, which what 10 year olds excited their parents are getting divorced, but all the fighting was going to stop. And anyway, Ended up, uh, you know, she married this guy, was molested by him. I was married, bankrupt, and divorced by the time I was wow. 20 years old. I tried to kill myself when I was 21, and I was pregnant in an abusive marriage at 23. And was in that, had two kids, escaped that four years later, and then had my second bankruptcy, and then married a really nice guy that I was married to for 26 years. But I had my second bankruptcy in, um, when I was 38 and 2001. So it was a, it was an interesting ride. I came out of the saddle pretty, uh, bunk, bucking, like a bucking Bracco, right? <laughs> Life was <laughs> pretty, pretty rough until my second bankruptcy. I call it the luxury of losing everything, Kara, because when do you ever really get that clean slate? And like, I was just done. So then I had to start looking inside myself, right? I had to start going like, hold on, you've blamed everybody for 38 years of your life. At some point, you're the common denominator. Like, what the hell are you up to? And that's when my life radically shifted. It was incredible. That's that's amazing. So you that's when you launched your first business. Tell me a little bit more about, you know, your first I was 19 years old and I bought this bridal salon with really old inventory. Um, and I didn't know it was old inventory, you know, so I bought this bridal salon and, um, it ended up not working out, you know, so I went back to the bank to borrow more money and it was really interesting because I still remember the lessons the banker told me then he said he had owned, you know, he was a big deal in the small town in Arkansas I grew up in. He had owned several Kentucky fried chicken and pizza hut franchises and now owned a bank, you know, big deal guy. And he said, um, Number one rule is you need to be aware when you have a rotten fish. And when you do, you throw it overboard, turn your back and don't look back, right? Just turn around and don't look back. And then he said, and I said, well, you know, I guess experience is the best teacher. And he said, well, fools will learn no other way. And I still remember both of those 
talks that, you know, both of those examples he gave me. And I was just like, I have lived with those for this many years. So I ended up filing my first bankruptcy. But, you know, I didn't understand the impact because think about it. I was 19, uh, almost 20. I didn't have a family. So it wasn't that big of a deal. I know it sounds like a big deal, but I grew up poor. So it wasn't like, okay, you know, it didn't work. So I just kind of bounced back up and kept going. Now, my second bankruptcy, you know, I had children, I had a family, I had a lot invested and I had tried entrepreneurship for many years, all my life. I was always, even if I had a job, I was selling something out of the trunk of my car, literally. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including 
the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell, or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. You know, I've sold truckloads of gearboxes, fabric, you know, I was just hustling, right? I was, yeah. I, I was going to hustle and get myself ahead someday. <laughs> that's, that's hysterical. <laughs> like a serial hustler. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And so you talk about the second bankruptcy. So what, what do you mean by that, that it was different? Well, what was different is that I had, um, I've had a lot invested. I'd invested all of our personal money because I'd done actually quite well. I'd started recruiting and made a bunch of money in recruiting. And I had this idea to do a recruiting platform. It was called Greener Grass. And I had psychologists on board and all these people. I was about to get $5 million in funding. What I realized back then was that I needed to match a person's culture to a company's culture. Now, this was 20 years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. I thought that's the most totally. important match. And then underneath that's a technical match. And it was great. So I'd invested all of our money. I almost got funding and the stock market crashed and I just lost everything. You know, it was literally like I remember the still the sound of the tow truck in my backyard, you know, picking up the first car and then the second car and then the house. And and then I was just. I was devastated because I had invested so much. At 19, I hadn't really invested a lot, you know, I of time and energy and fighting and trying. But by the time I was 38, I had spent, you know, 20 years hustling and I was exhausted. I yeah. was like, it, it didn't work, you know, none of it worked. So I was done. I thought I was literally the worst entrepreneur in the world. I was like, that's it. I'm done. And so how did Poopery come about? Yeah, so Poopery came about, I went on a spiritual sabbatical for about four years. And that's when I started realizing like abundance is inside. It's an internal state of being, right? So I had no desire for money. First time in my life, I was rich, even though I just filed bankruptcy. I even wrote a course about it and uh, had five women take it. And that's what the Alive course is now. Mm -hmm. I realized, oh, I'm talking to you about abundance and I just filed bankruptcy, right? <laughs> 
Okay. But I right. knew where, I knew how it was. I knew how it worked. And I was at a dinner party and someone said, can bathroom odor be trapped? And I remember this feeling, Kara. It was like the zing up my arm. It's like the room went in high death. And I was like, I can do that because I'm that, I was that hippie, you know, that I've been working with oils for 30 something years. So I was like, oil floats on water. I can do that. Like it just made sense. It took me nine months to actually formulate it because it's a lot more complicated than that. But um, that's how it came about. It was such a surprise. And I still, the whole nine months I was formulating, I still didn't think I was going to go into business. I was just like adamantly convinced that I could do this. So it was just that passion. Like I can do this. I can do this. Not a single person in my life thought it was a good idea. No one. No one did. Well, I always talk about, you know, family and friends are the worst, right? Because they don't want you to take any risk. And so they're more likely to share their own concerns, right? About their journey. Right. And I, I mean, that's exactly the same story. That's why so many people probably wanted us to meet because there's so many intersections uh, along your story for sure. And so you decide to develop this product. Uh, You created it at home, I'm sure, initially. And, And how did you figure out how that, like that other people wanted it? What was your first store? Yeah. So the way I figured out people wanted it is I, you know, I'm kind of a type A personality. So, you know, I was mixing it and my, my ex-husband walked out one day at the bathroom and he goes, oh my God, we're going to be millionaires. And I go, what? Cause I had him testing all the time, right? I had people testing. Imagine yeah. at least you got to, people got to t- uh, taste nice water, right? Yeah. Like yeah. nice flavored water. I was going, I want to see if your poop stinks. Right. So yeah. people would back up like two feet, like, uh, <laughs> oh my God. And, um, and then after that, I sent it to about 10 friends And I just said, hey, will you try this? And I had a whole form, you know, how do you like the smell? And they picked up the phone. They're like, girl, this this shit's rad. Like you (laughs) you need to make this. You need to put it on the market. Like just stop it. And that's when I knew that it was something so good I had to share with the world. I wasn't interested in making money this time. See, before I was always thought money and success was going to give me something that would fulfill me inside. Mm -hmm. And it didn't. You know, and this time I was already fulfilled inside and I didn't even want the money or need it. And then it came magically, right? I th- and I think that's a hundred percent right. And I think it's also whenever I hear see pitch decks uh, that say, Oh, I'm gonna this is gonna be huge and I'm gonna flip it and it's gonna, you know, you can just see the passion kind of not there, right? That and the purpose of it. And it wasn't it's not leading with solving a problem. I mean, I guess you call it a, you know, purpose-driven company and and all of those um, things where you were just doing that anyway. Like you you figured, oh, let me just see if people like it. I guess people yeah. keep telling me they like it. And, and then ultimately it took off. And so your first store was what? Oh, my first store was a guy, Savoy Gifts, um, down on, uh, I first started my product, it was $5 because I didn't even think about, I didn't know anything about it. So even though I'd been in businesses, I'd never been in CPG, 
right? I'd always like made clothes and like all kinds of things I did, all kinds of services. And so then I'm like, somebody said, well, I have a friend that has a store. You need to sell wholesale. And I said, well, how do you do that? And they said, well, you, you know, you sell it to him for half price. And I'm like, half price? Like, you know, I'm not making any money now. So I doubled my price. It was only the first month. So I doubled it to $10 so I could sell it to him for $5. That's <laughs> and crazy. I went in and I still remember my first sale. It was this swanky, you know, Highland Park store. And this lady had on a meek headband and her Louis Vuitton at the counter. And I literally have a milk crate, right? That I had my product. I'm delivering it. And, and the guy, Harold goes, tell Susie, tell her about your product. The woman doesn't even look at me. I tell her all about it. And she goes, that's clever. I'll take four. And I'm like, the big ones are little ones. And she was big ones. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. I, I remember going home like, I saw <laughs> that is hysterical. And then the next day, someone called and said, my friend Harold bought products. I good things for all seasons. They're still one of our customers. And uh, I want to buy the product. And the next day, someone else called and then someone else called. So it really went word of mouth. So we did a million dollars the first year. That's with a $5 product, you know? So, and this was during 2008 and 2009 through the recession. So I started the company and built it like you, you know, you said 15 years. So you built it during the recession. Yeah, no, absolutely. And how much you learn from building during the recession, right? I'm sure uh, so many stories there. So you've grown, I don't know if I have the revenues, if you want to talk about this, right, but you've grown to over 80 million uh, in, in, revenue since it first hit the shelf. Did you ever imagine that this company would be the size that it is? No, I never, I never imagined any of this. That's what I tell people all the time. It's like, you know, your dreams are so limited from what is actually possible. You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of people are into manifesting and like, I want to get this. I'm like, why would you even do that? Like, I could have never even dreamt the life that I have. Like, I, my dreams just didn't go that big, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, don't even waste your time doing that because your life can be, be happy with what you have. And then your life can just grow into something more magical than you ever knew possible. So no, I never thought it was possible. I I never even imagined it. I just kept working and selling and everybody wanted the product. And you know how that is. Absolutely. So your company became known for its digital videos, uh, like the How to Poop at Work and Jingle Bells, Your Poop Smells. And how did you, like, who's behind those videos and and the cleverness of developing these? I mean, how did you decide to, to do this? Well, a couple of things. When I first created the product, I knew because based on how people, when I would talk to them about bathroom odor and they literally, I could see their body move back. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is not a subject people are comfortable talking about. Right. So I knew that it had, I had to be clever. I knew that looking at different, you know, um, different ads that were on TV that if you would, if you could be funny, comedians can talk about very hard topics whenever you add humor in. So that's what I did. And also knew it had to be pretty. I'm like, because, you know, it's a poop product, like it can't be ugly. So, you know, I I said, I want it looking like a perfume bottle on the back of your toilet. So those are two of the things that I knew. Um, So we always had humor, very classy humor, you know, even though like uh, our first video that went viral, Bethany says, I can't believe the uh, the creamy behemoth that just bursts from my cavernous bowels. And I was like, 
I remember telling the director, like, there is no way we can say that. No way. And, and they were like, let us just film it and then we'll test it. And it went viral. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was adamantly opposed to that language. <laughs> I love it. That's hysterical. But it worked. So did you help write these? I mean, just this seems like your humor. I mean, the little that I know of you, it seems like you were just having a great time with it. It is. And I have an amazing uh, CCO now. Um, well, she's more the CCO than me, uh, Nicole. So she's been with me for about nine years. She's 32. So she's been with me since she was a baby. Um, Explain what a CCO is for people. Uh, she's who- creative officer. Yeah. So she handles most of that now. So I don't do that much. But in the beginning, I was super involved with everything. Yeah, all the humor and the fun. And, you know, my thing is, and that's the same thing like with Poopery, it's like, life can be hard. Like, and there's a lot of problems we have. And really, like, don't, don't stress about poop, your poop odor. Like, come on, yeah. we're going to take that one off the table. There's a yeah. lot of other things we should be worried about right now. It's, it's so, so true. So during the pandemic, your, your company quickly uh, became involved in making some of the sanitizing products that are out there. So talk to me a little bit about that. But then you also developed a whole new line. So do you want to share a little bit about that and how that came to be? Yeah, the hand sanitizer was really an opportunistic move. Honestly, Um, we had one of our big uh, retailers that canceled a $13 million order in March when the pandemic was announced that we had already made all the goods. So you know what that feels like. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was a a big loss. And then two days later, um, my assistant came to me and she said, you know, I can't find hand sanitizer anywhere. So I called my team and I said, how quick can we get in the hand sanitizer business? And we, from that call to being on shelf was six and a half weeks. So it was amazing. We have a very flexible, amazing team and supply chain. And we did that and we, and we sold a lot of products. Now I had been making products for years, but I never launched any. I was focused on poopery dominating this category we created, you know, getting di- retail distribution and that. So I've been, I've been developing products for years. I told you about deodorant we're launching in December. I've been working on that for six years because the, any natural deodorant that we tried didn't work. And also I didn't want to take, because we are self-funded, I didn't want to take any of our um, energies away from our core product. So mm-hmm. now we just launched Room Spray, our, it's called uh, Home Paris, and it works twice as good as Febreze. And it's 100% natural, 90, gets rid of 99% of smoke odor in less than a minute. I love um, it. And then we have deodorant launching and we have 22 new products launching in the next 18 months. That's incredible. So now we're going to become Paris company and we just have all the products. So finally, we're going to be, I think we're the only company that's tackling all odor everywhere. So whatever you think is stinky on your body, on your person or in your home or car, um, we've, we're taking care of it. It's fun. I love it. So you briefly mentioned this, that you never raised capital. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's incredible. So how, like, how did you decide, how did you grow your company in that way? And also just like, w- would you recommend it to other entrepreneurs? Like what are the pluses and minuses of not raising capital? Yeah, I think the pluses are that you, you get, you have full control. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of people telling you what to do. And you also don't have the pressure of having to pay people back. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's what totally. I knew. Like, I, I, I just know myself. I would work myself to death to make sure people got their money back, right? So I never wanted that pressure. But also, um, and I didn't understand what I did until I read um, The Innovator's Dilemma by Clayton mm-hmm. Christensen. And he says, at the beginning of innovation, you have to be um, impatient for profit and patient for growth. And then when Me Too start coming out, people are copying you, you actually flip that. And then you become impatient for growth and patient for profit. And uh, that's exactly what we did. So by the time I did the first viral video, it had been eight years. I was super profitable because, I mean, I was literally driving a car that I'd had for, you know, 13 years. I lived in the same house. I just spent no money on anything Mm -hmm. external. I put every penny I had back into the company. So by the time that video went viral, I had the money myself to actually fund it from keeping my expenses so low. So I just invested all the money back. But I think another advantage is instead of taking money, a lot of companies are like, we need $2 million to launch this idea. Well, there's a lot of testing in the first couple of, you know, two to three years of the product work. And, you know, are people going to receive it? How's the marketing going to go? So there's a lot of learnings you can have. The disadvantage is that you don't grow as fast, Mm -hmm. right? So, or possibly as fast, you know, right. it's like you've got to, your, our resources are, are limited. You know, eight years ago, I was going to become Paris company. I had a host strategy. I had all these products. I had pet products, baby products, everything already, already formulated, but I never launched them because of the bandwidth. So that's one of the constraints as well. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure you receivables financing and things like that. I mean, you've been able to use, take advantage of some of those things though, right? You just haven't taken equity? No. So actually we just got a line of credit last year. Um, so we didn't even have a line of credit. Wow. Um, yeah. We just operate off our own. I was, I mean, I've been bankrupt twice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was really gun shy. I was like, I'm not going to, you know, have millions of dollars on the line here. But no, we just, we, we did do some, um, what do you call it? A factoring with our yeah, factoring, sure. factoring when we first started to help fund that. And then of course, direct to consumer, you know, you get paid, you know, the credit card before the order shipped. Um, but I just have been with my manufacturers for many years. So I also, it's one thing I tell a lot of entrepreneurs is go and negotiate terms, right? Mm-hmm. Like these people can be your partner. I've been with my manufacturer for 15 years. And we have a long relationship. So there has been flexibility there with them. What's been most surprising about this business, like in growing it, I I think to you that it's definitely, um, I I think for me walking into the beverage industry, it it was, uh, I didn't really realize that the retail stuff that goes on was, as a consumer, I didn't realize that it was really real estate, right? And that the big guys, you know, they're grandfathered into being able to get these giant deals. They pay millions of dollars that I didn't have, right, to go and get the space. And so, you know, I think for for me, it just took time to kind of develop the story around the sales per square foot that we were doing in comparison to, you know, some of the giants that were out there. And then we started being able to get you know, 20 feet of space at Target, right? But that didn't happen like in day one, right? That happened over time. When, and I had to, 
I wasn't a brand name. I didn't come from the same industry that, you know, I was trying to launch a product in. So what what was some of your kind of lessons along the way? I think it was, um, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. It was really interesting because we are a new category. Nobody knew where to put us in retail. So we'd had mm-hmm. viral video. People around the world all knew us. What also was surprising when people go, oh my God, that's so fantastic. And it's like, it wasn't that fantastic because, you know, um, the whole world knew about us, but we didn't have distribution. Yeah. So then everybody started knocking us off, you know, thank goodness, you know, uh, we've held our own, but so like, everybody was like, what a great idea. You know, there's, there's not sold here in this country. So everybody, I mean, there's hundreds of people that have tried to make poopery. Um, so that created a challenge, which was shocking to me. You know, I thought, oh my God, you know, all of a sudden you're this global worldwide phenomenon, but you don't have the distribution and how clunky it is. You know, we're, we're going into Target. It took us years to get into Walmart and Target and, you know, and we're like, look, we have viral videos. Look at our awareness. People love us. And they're like, yeah, we don't know where to put you. Like, what? Like, yeah, we started at Target and candle section, right? It's like, who's going to buy a poop spray and candle? But we killed it there. So then now we're finally at air care. But, um, that and also, I think what's been surprising to me is like you're all, just always solving problems. I don't think yeah. people understand. I always say, if you don't love solving problems, don't be an entrepreneur because yeah. that's all you do every single day. And the problems just get bigger, right? With <laughs> totally. it used to be a ten thousand dollar problem, and now it's a multi million dollar, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, absolutely. It's like I I visualize it. It's the revolving door that just keeps going. And you don't know who's coming in through that door. Like every day you wake up and you're just like, okay, it is is what it is. And uh, I also talk about entrepreneurism as if, if you like puzzles. Maybe you never did puzzles, but like go figure out if you like doing puzzles, but nobody gives you the picture, the box top that has the picture on it. They just hand you the puzzle and they're like, good luck, you know, and, and you just keep building. And then somebody comes and grabs a bunch of those pieces away from you. And then they walk out the door and you're like, wait, no, I'm building the puzzle. Like, I think I need those pieces. I don't know if I need them or not, but everyone tells me I need them. And then they walk out the door and then you're like, well, I'll keep building and doing it. And then, then the puzzle pieces come back and you're like, I don't really need them anymore. I, I already built a nice puzzle and I'm I'm good. We didn't need those. But I mean, that is the story of entrepreneurism in every category. And I've worked in tech. I've worked in, you know, beverage, consumer products. Like it's the same movie over and over again. I know. And it's funny, like with Supernatural, you know, I had a guy and he's, he, he's running it and he called me one day and he's like, oh my God, he's, he's new. He's a young kid. I took a chance on and he's great. And uh, he was like, oh, my God, we got a really bad problem. I'm like, what? He is. There's a there's a misspelled word on the back of one of the bottles. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, that's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> when people come at you like this is a big deal. You're like you like you get such thick skin. You're like, yeah, whatever. That We just lost five million dollars. Like, come on, you know, we'll make more like it's you. You develop this amazing thick resiliency, right? You're just yeah. resilient. People come to you and it's like, wow. And you're like, 
Okay, whatever. Let's go. Well, I think you you touched on another important lesson for anybody who is just getting started out in the workplace or or maybe you frustrated a boss over the years by saying we've got a problem because like always come in with a solution, right? Yeah. Even if your solution's wrong, like <laughs> don't freak people out. Yeah. You know, on a on a Friday afternoon and tell them we've got a problem because it's just it's really not going to go well. Instead, mm-hmm. you know, come up with the solution even if it's wrong. The fact that you even tried. You know, right? one of my one of my friends um owned a company at one point was worth $50 billion. And he's just a great ally. And he told me that um, you should teach your team. And this is so good to whenever they come in with a problem, say, when did you first know about it? What can we do about it? And then how can we correct it? It doesn't happen again. But I love that. When did you first know about it? Because totally. so many people also hide the problems, right? Yeah. And then they've known about it for a while. And you're like, why didn't you tell me? Because nobody wants to come forward with problems. So yeah, yeah bring the problems forward quickly. Bring them forward and come and up with a solution. A, yes, exactly. Even if the solution is wrong, it's like, Even it's, it's such wrong. a, yes. it's such a key thing. So your book, The Woo of Pooh, I shortened it a little bit, but uh, such a good, when did you write that actually? Well, actually my team wrote that. So it's interesting. Mm. I never, it got printed with my name on it. And I was like, that's actually not my book. But anyway, it's supposed to be by the Pooh crew. Um, but we wrote it as a collaborative. Our creative marketing team wrote it because we've always, you know, I'm, I'm woo woo, you know, what people call woo woo, you know, and I always have been, you know, it's just my nature and what I do. And, you know, I've had a personal feng shui person for 15 years in our office and we don't sign contracts on Mercury retrograde. And every time somebody leaves, we sage the office or something happens. Like it's just the way we've operated and I it actually this. works for us. You know, we talk about energy and flow and, um, so we thought it was fun to call it the woo poo, you know, it's like this, we're, we're woo woo. We I, I love that. And so you're the CEO also of Alive. You want to talk, yeah. I mean, it, you touched on this slightly. I love this, but can you share a little bit more about that? It's so fun. So Alive uh, stands for Abundance Lives in Vibrational Energy. So what I knew, remember 15 years ago before Poopery, I actually wrote this course 15 years ago, taught it to five women. They didn't finish it. And then 13 or uh, two years ago, 13 years later, I rewrote it with all of the lessons that I've had in business, really proving the point of what I knew 15 years ago, right? So it's a personal development course and it is a workshop. It's a six to eight weeks, depending on how long we do it. We just did a six week version and you go in and we teach you, I teach you a lot about resonance and dissonance. I teach you a lot about physics, about how energy works and how to radically change your life. I'll tell you the first time I did it, I was shocked at how many people were like leaving their marriages and moving across the country and changing their careers. Like so many people, I have so many coaches, wow. therapists that go through it, but about 50% of the people that go through it, I scholarship. Yeah, it's usually half. And I mean, I've had, uh, you know, a woman in jail, several, several homeless people, And it's just once we can get their mind straight and I teach them about resonance and dissonance and taking full responsibility that they at some point co-created that reality. But the good news about when you understand you co-created it, you can also co-create a different reality, right? So that's what's empowering about that. So really, we get rid of the victim mindset and start teaching them about energy and how to start removing some of the negative energy, a lot of negative energy, so they can start focusing 
focusing on more positive energy and their lives radically change. But it is a workshop. Like there's lots of people crying week, week three, four, five. People are like, what did I do wrong? You know, they start facing all their stuff. And then by the end, they're like, that was amazing. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's so great. Now, how do people find out about your workshop? Uh, you can go to suzypatiz.com and it's on my website um, and just join the mailing list. I probably won't do it again until February because um, I have a grandson coming. My first oh my gosh. Movie. I know. You look like you're like 18 years old. So how this, I, you're I doing something right between all, <laughs> all the products and the energy, Susie, you're, you're doing it right. So that's very exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. So it's fun. So I'm going to take a, a little break. He's due any minute. I just found out today he's down, his head's locked and his chin's tucked. So we're ready. Oh, yeah. Very, very. Does he live in Texas as well? Uh, he lives, they live in Austin. So I'm going to be headed down to Austin next week and I'm going to stay a month down there just to be close in case they need anything. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So I I love that's it. a new chapter in our life. Um, it's fun. Very very, very cool. So look for all of Susie's, all the poopery products that are out there and think of Susie and all of her wisdom and, and humor along the way. You have to go see these viral videos. I'm sure they're all over YouTube and they're they're so great and they just have you all over them, just your humor and and loveliness and happiness and great energy. So thank you so much for sharing the story with us today. And everybody should definitely follow Susie on social. She's got a great platform for sure. Uh, it's just Susie Batiz, right? Mm -hmm. Susie Batiz, yeah. And thank you for all your determination and showing people that they can do great stuff and incredible work. And I mean, against all odds, you're a self-made female CEO and and coach. And I mean, incredible. What You should be so proud and you're so inspiring on so many levels. So thank you so much for coming on. And thanks everybody for listening to this episode of The Kara Golden Show. If you like this episode, please subscribe and give it a five star on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite platform. And you can also follow me on social at Kara Golden with an I. And also don't forget to purchase my book. If you haven't seen my book, it's called Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. Uh, so many people had said to me, you've got to meet Susie. You guys have a very different story, but similar story on so many fronts. So uh, it was so, so great to have her on today. And of course, uh, grab a case of Hint products and and uh, we have water and sunscreen and deodorant and all kinds of great stuff. So thank you, everyone. Have a great rest of the week. Mm, thank you. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. 
You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Kara Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.